0: Editor Phil Coleclough Mission Eurovision's Anna Ferguson Eurovision broadcaster Lisa Jane Lewis OK UK President Alastair Rendell All Out Eurovision Love, shine a light In every corner
1: of my heart
2: Let the love, night carry
1: Let the love, light carry The the magic In every little let Little love
3: Shine
2: a light in every corner of our love, shine a light in every corner of my dream Let the love, like let
1: the love, like Like the mighty river flowing, flowing from, from the stream Let our love shine a light in every corner of my dream And we're all
3: sisters in every little part
2: Let our love shine a light in every corner of our heart Shine a light in every corner of my heart Let the love light carry Let the love
1: light carry part of
4: the magic
3: In every little part Let our love
4: shine a light Every corner of our Love,
1: Shine a light in every corner of the world Let the love light can be Let the love light can be Light and magic for
2: every boy and girl Let our love shine a light in every corner of the world
1: Brothers and sisters in every little part let
3: our love Shine a light in every corner of our heart love shine a light in every corner of my heart at the love Oh,
1: Let our love shine the light in every corner.
0: kicking us off on our live show our first of the live shows in eurovision show week uh that was the 2020 artists performing love shine a light of course that was the last time the uk won eurovision back in oh rex's brain cast his mind 97 97. i know it was 97 (laughs) i was just saying that it was a long time ago Welcome, Lisa uh, Jane Lewis, uh, who hello. is leading our coverage this year. Um, so I should—I should leave it to you. Really, I'll just sit here in the background.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Goodness, I can't even believe it. I was—I was not even twenty when we last won Eurovision, and now I'm the other side of forty by a few years. It's concerning, isn't it? <laughs>
0: It is the start of show week and uh earlier today we had semi-final one, the first run through. We are in for a corker of a show Tuesday night, eight o'clock, aren't we?
5: We really are, yeah. We we just saw the first kind of run through of all the songs happening simultaneously you sort of get a bit of a sense of it during rehearsals but you see one country they rehearse three sometimes even four times then there's a bit of a break then the next country comes on and this Monday afternoon rehearsal is always the first time that we have to be able to see the whole thing as it's going to run as a show so that kind of changes things up a little bit what did you make of it david did you see it from start to finish
0: uh yes give or take a few streaming difficulties which was my end not yes. theirs uh, yeah no I mean a really great coming together as you say we've seen all of the individual artists performing one by one earlier uh, last week but now seeing it as a complete package with all of the interval acts uh, and the hosting duties really does give us a sense that wow we are in for a treat this week uh, and we have got such a strong crop picking our top 10 out of the 16 in semi-final one is not going to be an easy task by any stretch of the imagination
5: not at all absolutely impossible I I think I tapped into one of our like messenger streams earlier on I said "What well, they're all qualifying because every single one of them up to their game for this full run through rehearsal so quite what's going to happen tomorrow night is it's almost anybody's guess we've said there's going to be disappointments there's going to be surprises there's going to be shocks don't whatever you do don't miss
0: it. Absolutely. And should we turn are,
5: into you, Dave?
0: I think we should, yes. Uh, we're here holding your hand throughout it all week long, live every night at five o'clock on Castle ah. Point FM. Uh, you can also find us live now, or if I've pressed all the right buttons here in the home studio setup, mixcloud.com forward slash uh repeats on other stations as well. All the details at our Twitter, at David Murphy DJ. Uh, yes, you caught up with uh, Hurricane earlier in the week, didn't you? How are the girls?
5: I did, yes, had a lovely chat with them. It's been it's been interesting doing interviews on Zoom rather than in person. Normally you'd be in the same room. So it's been a challenge, but it's been a good one, and it's meant I've been able to catch up with some people that ordinarily maybe I wouldn't, because our schedules wouldn't have worked out together. So yeah, I had a great opportunity to catch up with Hurricane, who are representing Serbia this year with their song Loco Loco. <laughs> Well, hi, everyone. I am here with Serbia's very own local local ladies. It's Hurricane. Ladies, hi. Welcome. Hi. How are you feeling today? You have a day off today, right? Or day off of stage, but... It's never a day off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we don't have a day off. We're right. awesome because it's sunny, but we are great. Yeah. Well, tell me, what do you do on your... The days where you're... I won't call it a day off. The days where you're not on stage, presumably you're working and fine-tuning parts of your... Uh, performance and you're doing press and interviews and things is that right yeah we have a lot
6: of interviews a lot of rehearsals a lot of trainings
5: sleep a little
6: bit (laughs) a little bit sleeping yeah sleeping is hanging out with each other but basically you said it all with the question nothing to add i (laughs)
5: <laughs> um, tell me ladies one thing today that has made you really smile well, not necessarily today but what's made you smile and feel really kind of welcome there in Rotterdam
6: Eurovision stage
5: <laughs> of course <laughs> the music the songs
6: the breakfast, uh, good weather so we're happy breakfast is really uh flamboyant so we love it and when we get up the breakfast is, is the first thing that makes me
5: smile <laughs> great well breakfast is very very important um, yeah ladies tell uh tell our listeners a little bit about you because you formed as a group a few years ago how did you come together as a group and and what was your vision for, for performing together we formed
6: uh About four years ago it happened we had an audition the producer of our group actually had an idea to form a girl group that dances sings, and everything that has to go with the girl group and uh, actually the first uh, place we started our career is uh, the Caribbean island uh, St. Martin which is actually uh, half Holland half France so basically (laughs) we're um, we started our career in Europe, <laughs> but uh, we the, then later we uh, had some songs in our native language in Serbia and uh, really blew up, and everything has been wonderful since. And we had an idea to apply for the national selection in Serbia for Eurovision, and here we are. Girl That's- band was our dream. Yes, the the small the short history of our of our
5: um, group. Exactly. Oh, it's it's great, though. It's nice to see. I think it's always nice to see strong women performing together because it really shows that you can, you know, it's not always a competition between strong and talented women. You can you can form a group and become super powerful. I think it's wonderful. Uh, this is a uh, real girl power. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so your song, Lokal Oko, is all in Serbian. Um, was that really important to you to bring a a a song in Serbian. it was the most natural
6: thing for us uh i had a song in 2016 which which uh, was in english and it's not a foreign thing for us to sing in english but still um, for us as a group, it is kind of important to be represented in our own native language and our song and the emotion, which is quirky and fun, it's best represented in Serbian. So that that was a decision
5: that we all made together. I agree. I am currently learning Serbian. So I thank you for the Great. Serbian lesson in your song. Awesome. <laughs> we like how it sounds on Serbian. I, I love and and like song. that yeah. part on, on Spanish a little bit. I, I love Serbian as a song language. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a wonderful Thank language. you. <laughs> Um, so, ladies, tell me after the contest, we don't know what's going to happen. We, we, our fingers crossed, everything crossed, that you will uh, qualify and do really well on Saturday night. Um, what are your plans for after Eurovision?
6: <laughs> maybe to record some new song. Great. I don't know. Maybe some maybe new music video, Maybe concert. Yeah, we're looking forward to some some gigs because we haven't worked for over a year now. And it's really important for us to to show our music to the to the world and to the people, not only through Internet, Internet and online shows, but face to face. It's time to be loco loco after Corona mm-hmm. and everything. Yes. Yeah, and after your vision.
5: We are so ready. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, ladies, before we go, where can people find you on social media? How can they get in touch with you if they want to follow your journey as a band together? Instagram.
4: Hurricane Official. On
6: Hurricane Instagram. Official on
5: Instagram. And we have yeah. Facebook also. It's Hurricane Girls. Girls. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Sonia, I love your hair. You can see I'm a curly haired you know yeah thanks we're (laughs) going to try
6: some other maybe uh variants of the for the hair but basically that's the first thing that we tried so we're going to see what's going to be the final one (laughs) yeah no i love it i'm all
5: for i'm all for curls on the eurovision stage definitely (laughs) yeah yeah we us too (laughs) (laughs) fantastic ladies thank you so much for joining me you. you have like so much to do today so i will let you go but thank you so much we wish you all success for your eurovision journey and beyond. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank Thank you. you. Bye bye. Well, there we go. That was me chatting with uh, the girls from Hurricane from uh, Serbia a few days ago. We've got a live, our first live guest of the week, and we are super, super excited because it is the queen of the night, the queen of Latvia. It's Samantha Tina. Hello. Hello,
4: hello They're Nice to hear you guys. Thank Thank you. you
5: so much for joining us live as our first guest of the week. We're so excited to have you with us. Tell us how things are for you in Rotterdam. How are things going today?
4: Oh, I'm really happy. I'm enjoying every single moment here. Uh, Yes, it is different as we used to, as we were planned, as everybody is used to Eurovision. But uh, as I'm telling, I'm looking to the things from the other side, from the bright side, and everything is really cool. I'm enjoying the moment every single day. Today is already week when we are here, and I love it. Oh,
5: fantastic. Now, Samantha, just tell us a little about your journey to Eurovision. You finally have made it to the stage, but you've tried (laughs) several times in Latvia. You won through last year and then obviously the the contest was cancelled. And now here you are. So just talk us through your journey and your passion for Eurovision.
4: Oh, Lord, can you imagine? It was (laughs) so... So long time ago. I started from 2012 and I will never forget that year because you know how it's in those big competitions where uh, Miss Universe or Miss Globe where the the, um, host is telling the he's he's doing the mistake and telling the winner's name uh, and after that he's apologizing telling no 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 it's a mistake the winner is totally other uh other girl and in 2012 was the same with me i stayed in a second place in the super finals but uh the host called my name as a winner and after that he apologized and like Oh, sorry, I made a mistake. You are not a winner. The winner is a different other participant. That was so crazy. Oh,
5: devastating.
4: That was really sad. That was really painful. I was like, no way. My first experience. But yes, can you imagine my first time in 2012? And I made the seven attempts, six times in Latvia and once in Lithuania. Yes, because. I'm really stubborn and uh, your vision one of my biggest ambitions because a lot of people uh, are asking me why why do you need so why are you fighting for that so so like hard and like if I want it so why I can't have it so yes and Finally, in 2020, I made it, and then the news about the cancellation, I was like, oh, my God, it's happening again. Why? I was asking to God, like, why? Why? (laughs) Tell me why. Why it's happening to me? (laughs) But then, as as I'm telling, uh, I can't change the situation. I'm changing the attitude to the situation. I'm trying to look to the things from the bright side, and yes, so... If I'm thinking so, then my name with Eurovision was for two years. Yay! From in the (laughs) 2020 and 2021. So, and I had a lot of time to prepare and I'm really thankful
5: uh, about that. Well, I don't think, I mean, everyone has fought to get there, but I don't think anyone this year has fought quite as hard as you have to stand on that stage in Rotterdam. Tell me what that was like, that first rehearsal, where you walked onto stage for the first time, ready to sing for the first time. Was that unbelievable?
4: I thought I'm going to be scared, you know, because, you know, when you are, when you are dreaming about your dream, you are excited, like, but when you have it, it's, you can, I was a bit afraid, like, how it's gonna be that big dream i was always dreamed about how it's gonna be maybe it's gonna be totally different and i knew that the first rehearsal day gonna be that realness the real how how it is and guys i was really close to the tears and i was so like blessed there and i thought i would never ever change anything in all those years, in those seven attempts, when I was trying to get to Eurovision, change anything. All those years was worth it. So yes.
0: Great story to share, isn't it? The fact that you've followed your dreams and you've, you were determined to do it and you've been able to achieve it. Is it, is it helpful as part of the experience to kind of share that story with people?
4: Yes, that's really true. Because um, if someone is asking me, tell you, tell you, Samantha, your biggest pluses, and I'm telling my stubbornness, because it's helping me to reach my goals, and um, it means and shows to to never give up, because only like that you can reach what you really want, because. You know what is your biggest prison? Your biggest prison is, is your mind. That, oh, I'm so tired of that. Oh, I was trying like two times and I didn't make it. I was, okay, I'm, I was trying four times and I didn't make it. And all those single attempts are learning you something more, something different, and it's, it grows you and makes you stronger. Uh, it learns you a lot of things about yourself about your attitude to the things. And if you are really easy to give up, then you ask yourself a question, why am I doing this? And why did I even started to do it? Maybe that was kind of like for the others. Why I need it? Do I have a story what to tell on the stage? Because it's a big responsibility to represent your country, uh, to represent you you on the stage, because this is a huge... uh, uh, audience there and you have those like in a Eurovision format there you have those three minutes and what you're gonna tell me <laughs> what
5: you're gonna tell me tell me
4: the story
5: yeah absolutely tell me so you you just said your first attempt was 2012 2012 you're now here nine years later what are you bringing now that you wouldn't have had then what have you learned what are you bringing to yourself as an artist your career your expression what's new what's changed in those 12 years
4: you know in 2016 i got to the finals on a live show i sang my song in a live t- on a live i told i'm i'm quitting all the producers and the tv was like really shocked what to do oh my god what's going to happen oh my lord even my back vocalists didn't know that I'm going to do going to do it i understood that every single time when i participate there that was kind of oh like you know like usual thing in every single year to to try to uh, to represent a country and then i asked it myself is that really that song samantha which you would be proud to go like on a red carpet on that huge stage under your country's flag and tell your story and I understood no, I understood no. It's just an usual thing for me every single year. Then I took a break, then I realized what I really want, why I really want to be there. And so yes, I came back in 2019, I, I guess, yeah with totally different story, attitude about the woman's empowerment. I think I just grown up, but all those years was really worth of that.
0: I was going to ask, the song this year, The Moon Is Rising, different from Still Breathing last year, is that demonstrating your growth as an artist?
4: You know, the Still Breathing and The Moon Is Rising is kind of about the same story about the woman's empowerment, but this year it's a bit um, it's a bit uh, emotional, it's a bit deeper because after I um, released my music video, there was a big negative wave after that in my country because of those two girls who were kissing in my music video and I just realized that I'm talking about the right things Mm. now about the problems what uh, still exist. Um, I'm about equality, yes, we all are different. And I'm about that to accept our differences as our uniqueness. And we all are equal and we don't need to be uh, afraid of that. Uh, because in nowadays there's a lot of kind of stereotypes, what is beautiful, what is not beautiful, what is good and what is not good. I don't want to live in those frames. Like, I think the most important thing is what is in the middle. What is aesthetic and what makes you happy. If it makes you happy to eat that cake in the evening, whole cake, do it. (laughs) If it makes you happy, uh, I don't know, be with a totally different orientation or you are like that. It's 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 okay. We just need to accept those differences and don't point to the people, oh you are bad, you are oh you are even worse, you are better. No, why we are comparing kind of things, kind of frames. We all are equal and we must be more open to each other because we all are living on the one earth. And excuse me, we all have this COVID situation as
5: well. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Samantha, just tell me quickly before we wrap up and play your song, because we're going to do that as well. um, But just tell me quickly what your plans are after Eurovision. You have new music coming out. Are you hoping to tour? What's happening? Yes, even in the 20th
4: of May, When I'm taking part of the second semi-final, my new song is coming out. And after that, when I'm going to go back to Latvia, yes, we're going to work on, we are already working on my new album because my first debut album was in 2013, long time ago as well. And uh, yes, we already work on that. So a lot of plans, of course. I would like to tell you that I'm going to go to a tour in Europe, but everything depends on the COVID. (laughs) how he gonna of his behavior you know
5: (laughs) (laughs) of course well if you come to the UK we will of course support you we would love to see you here and we would definitely come and we'd be we'd be in the front row David wouldn't we
0: absolutely we would with our
5: Latvian flags waving (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys thank you so much Samantha, for your time I know you've had such a busy day and we wish you just every success on Thursday night if you get through to the final of course we wish you success for that for all your Eurovision journey and for whatever comes afterwards thank you so thank much you. for thank joining you. us hey would you like to introduce your song because we're going to play it now
4: hey guys this is Samantha Tina from Latvia be a queen you are the queen because the moon is rising uh-huh. Uh-huh. Representing. Latvia. The
1: queen the is coming. The black moon is rising. When I'm walking like this with an attitude, you should know that I'm coming after you. You can run, you can hide, but you're mesmerized. In your mind, I'm already idolized.
0: more all out eurovision There we go. What a jam-packed start to the show. And big thanks to Samantha Tina from Latvia joining us live on the programme. We have heard her track, The Moon Is Rising. Uh, That will be towards the back end of semi-final two on Thursday night Uh, and then we played you there an alternative version of the Hurricane Girls from Serbia we heard Lisa Jane chatting to them before Samantha joined us their song Loco Loco but an acoustic version Uh, Lisa Jane we're seeing a rise of this aren't we the alternative versions uh, of songs that are entered and different versions of them coming out there's quite a few doing the rounds yeah
5: absolutely I think this is a trend that's been growing probably in the last kind of I would say five or six years, in fact, sort of as social media has been really kind of taking off. A lot of artists have their own YouTube channels and their artists now are more in control of the creative way that they put things out. So they have their own channels they're not so beholden to record companies and you know not being able to do things off their own back so we do see a lot of artists go i'm going to do an acoustic version of that or if it's a ballad i'm going to do a dance track of that i'm going to find someone to do a remix of that i'm going to do ai am going to duet with somebody on on that so i think it's great when we hear these kind of alternative versions and this year I, almost everyone seems to have done an alternative version which is which is great it it keeps the song being talked about it keeps the artist being fresh and i think a little bit of it is that it keeps that song a bit fresh for the artist because if you think some of these artists will have been working on these songs for well over a year so yeah. mm. you know some of them some of these songs that we're having now for eurovision may have been written before last year's eurovision and they've been sort of on the back burner they've been producing them over a year and it's really important as an artist that you don't get bored with your song and we've seen that at Eurovision and we've seen how detrimental that can be to an artist when they just quite clearly by the time they get to the Eurovision stage they're just a bit bored of their song so I think these alternative versions really help them to keep it fresh and keep it moving
0: Italy 2017 springs to mind with that Francesco totally moved on (laughs) by that which is such a shame because that was such a good song but in his mind he was totally on his new song and his album etc he
5: was yeah his new album come out which is a fantastic album and i still listen to the album it's such a good such a good album and you're but you're absolutely right he, he was into you know promoting the album and the tour that he had coming up and the gigs he was doing when he got back to italy he, yeah he'd moved on from Karma. if we uh
0: if we think back um to the great alternative versions of songs that we've had over the years, uh, Sara Alto certainly springs to mind when she performed her track in every single language under the sun.
5: Yeah, it was great. She was calling out on social media for like pe- people that like languages that she didn't have. She was like, "Can anyone help me? I need someone to tell me what this is in in North Macedonia. And I need to know what this is in in Moldovan. You know, well, basically Romanian and Moldova. But you know, she there was just she had most of them, and then she was like doing this plea on her Facebook for.
0: Help me. <laughs> well, certainly singing a song in an alternative language is a popular choice. And we saw Blas Canto for Spain do that uh, with an English version of his song Kadame, which means I'll stay. Uh, so we had that. We played that on one of our preview shows earlier this year. Um, and Tuse is the latest to jump on that train as well with a reimagining of his song.
5: Yeah, so say, for those of you who don't know him, um, he is a uh, refugee from DR Congo. Um, he spent three years, two years in a refugee camp between, or two or three years in a refugee camp in Uganda, having uh, fled at uh, DR Congo. He was then in a refugee camp in Uganda before his family were given uh, settlement status in Sweden. Um, hence, how come he's moved to Sweden? And he's been speaking a lot in his interviews this week about how thankful he is uh, for Sweden for accepting him for bringing him up, and that he's seeing this as his way of giving back. But of course, his native language is French. Uh, dr Congo is a French-speaking part of Africa, so Toussaint decided that he would release *A Million Voices* in French, and we are so lucky to have an advanced copy of it.
0: <laughs> Let's get it on. This is the French version of *Voices*. Tuesday. <laughs>
3: Soit des armes pour changer la donne. Le combat que l'on gagne, ou les droits le plus fort. Quand la bête s'enflamme, vous portez nos espoirs.
0: There we are, the French version of Voices by Toussaint and that one is released tomorrow. We're very thankful to the Swedish delegation for letting us have an early listen to that on the show. Now, we had the turquoise carpet yesterday ahead of show week at Eurovision 2021. But Lisa Jane, we did have a few absences on the carpet. Obviously, Covid is still playing its part With the contest this year and a number of people not able to join the turquoise carpet as they're uh, awaiting results of tests or self-isolating etc what's been happening in the last few days
5: yeah so we haven't really spoken about this much but um it's really important for us to remember that this is not business as usual this year and Mm -hmm. i think if if anything the press releases that we've had over the weekend from the ebu have really reminded us that First of all, we are really lucky to be having a contest this year and that they really have pulled out all the stops um, to make it happen. But it's certainly not, as I say, business as usual. So we were four delegations short on the turquoise carpet, which people will mostly know as a red carpet. It just mm-hmm. wasn't red. Um, and, and that event is really the sort of formal welcome to city. It's the start of Eurovision week. The mayor and dignitaries of the city usually show up. There's usually a really nice, fantastic you know, party afterwards, a welcome party, a buffet lots of nice wine there certainly was in lisbon that was wonderful um (laughs) uh, we had some very nice portuguese wine in um but yeah as you say this year there were four delegations missing we heard first that somebody in the polish delegation and they haven't said who we don't know if it's one of the artists we don't know if it's one of the supporting people in the delegation Hmm. it's not been said uh who has had it but one of the people in the in the Polish delegation um, had COVID, had a positive test for COVID. And then less than 24 hours later, somebody in the Icelandic delegation had a positive test for COVID. And we saw the plans kick in, actually, that the EBU had put in place with the medical um, uh, organisation that they're working with to make sure that everybody is as safe as they can be. And as a result of that, they also advised that neither Malta, nor oh help me who was the other one that missed it malta uh yeah poland (laughs) iceland malta and someone else another one (laughs) another one (laughs) with we're overtired i'm sorry um they weren't able to join uh the red carpet um because they were staying in the same hotel so sadly we didn't see those four delegations on the red carpet did you find it romania Romania, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say Romania, then my head was saying, "You know what?" I thought Romania. you'd already
0: said Romania, and then no. realized that you hadn't. <laughs>
5: no, it's you know, yeah. it's Eurovision week. I can't be expected to 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 function as a proper human being. Um, so yeah, we didn't see those four um, delegations on the turquoise carpet. They asked the other delegations in the hotel to um, uh, self isolate, and then they've done more testing and it seems that everybody is now coming out clear we wait to see the thing about this is that all of those are in semi-final um or the, the two sorry iceland and poland where the they have the positive tests
2: mm.
5: are in semi-final two so if they had to isolate for five days that still gives them time to be able to be out of isolation within with, if they have a, a negative test in time for thursday night um
0: Yeah, so Romania and Malta uh, had negative tests today, so they were able to return, and they were taking part in the rehearsals for their semi-final. But yeah, Poland and Iceland, we wait to hear. So uh, they'll be tested on Wednesday, and if that test is still positive, uh, then we might be going to back up recordings, live on tape, rehearsal footage for them.
5: Yeah, and the delegations have been given the option as to whether they use the live on tape recording that they did prior to arriving in Rotterdam or they can use footage from one of the rehearsals that they've done, the second rehearsal specifically, um, and they can choose which of those takes that they use. So the the EBU, the Eurovision, the people who organise Eurovision are putting as much control as they can in the hands of the artists and the delegations from the different uh, countries. So we wait to see what happens really. Of course, we hope that everybody will be able to be on stage Um, but if they can't we will still have a contest those songs will still be very much in the mix and we will still get the chance to listen to them however there is one country that we know is not going to come to Eurovision because we've seen her on screen all week and that is Montaigne from Australia of course the regulations in Australia around travel are much stricter and the Australians are not able to leave Australia at the moment well I think they're probably able to leave but they wouldn't be able to go back which Mm -hmm. would be we don't want to see Montaigne <laughs> homeless in, in Rotterdam. That would be very bad. Um, so Australia, we already knew we're doing a live to tape. And today was the first chance that we really got to see mm. that and see it with the sound, see it in the run, how it will be on the night. And I don't know about you, but I think the way that they've transitioned from live on stage to the tape, tape, I mean, why are we calling it tape? not 1997 it's i think a, so a, that the
0: acronym reads lot live on tape lot, LOT. LOT. That's,
5: that's exactly it, it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but i think i thought the transition from stage to tape let's use their phrase mm-hmm. was really good what did you make of it
0: yeah i think they've weaved it in really well and obviously uh, they need to think about that when they were putting this contingency plan together because i think a lot of people could have been forgiven for thinking there would be more than just Australia not making the journey to Rotterdam. Uh, A lot of people could have been forgiven for thinking we'd have maybe you 20-25% of countries phoning it in, if you like. Um, So the fact that Australia are the only ones, I think, is a real achievement. I think the fact that we've had um, some positive tests shows that the strict testing regime is working. I think if we hadn't heard of any positive tests at all you'd have to argue, you well, is that testing e- efficient? Because with that many people coming together, surely there yep. will be a positive test somewhere, um, given the virality of the pandemic. So, um, you know, I think it's fantastic that the plans are working as intended and keeping people safe as best they can. And obviously, those few individuals that have tested positive, we wish them a speedy recovery. But yeah, no, I really... Um, Felt that the transition to and from Australia, I quite liked the um, the um pan out at the end where you could yeah. see the end of the live on tape recording in the arena. Just so it was just a little nod to say, you know, things are a bit different this year. Australia aren't here. You know why. But, you know, just a little touch to remind you at the very last knockings of the song. I thought that was a nice touch.
5: Yeah, I agree. I think it was really, really sensitively done. Um, well, we've been talking about Australia. Should we listen to it?
0: Absolutely. Let's get it on. Uh, Montaigne didn't get to represent Australia in 2020, but she will for 2021, competing in semi final one. Here's her track, Technical. I want to be
2: close to. Me. Belong to the world, a mirror that shows technical. I'd be a magnificent girl. Move myself towards, and yet I promise you, yes, all you nasty dudes, I don't need certainty to get my pot of gold.
0: Montaigne and Technicolor representing Australia. Uh, is this going to be the first year that Australia don't go through, Lisa-Jane?
5: You know, it's a tough contest. I know we've been saying this all along. We know that there are going to be some shock non-qualifiers. We've spoken about this on here. I think it was with Phil on the first rehearsal rundown where we were talking about how how good it would be for Australia if they didn't qualify because we think it would put a bit of a fire in their belly but i don't wish that on Montaigne because she's a fantastic artist she's got a great song she's put her heart and soul into this so you know i i don't want anyone to not qualify but i can see some benefits to some people if they don't qualify i did i i mean i would always think the same about sweden um you know sweden are almost surefire qualifiers but this year they're not one that people are talking about they're certainly not in the mix for winning in terms of what you know what buzz is could it be a shock year for sweden not to qualify along with australia i i don't know <laughs> it's almost impossible to say
0: i mentioned on the uh, second rehearsal rundown that i joined you for uh, that his voice sounded tired at the end and I I felt that again this afternoon listening to him just those kind of high notes in the last chorus I don't think he's quite hitting them and obviously tonight's the night when uh, he's going to get 50% of his um, points for semi-final one he's got to hit them hasn't he
5: yeah and the jury final is the one where you want to be as note perfect as you can Mm. you can almost get away with a bit of leniency in the public show, in the TV, the televised show, but the jury rehearsal, you want to be on point vocally. So tonight, I hope that after this rehearsal, I hope that the voice coach for Sweden has put him on complete vocal rest until tonight. I, I really hope that's the case. He's done a lot of interviews and it's, it's important to it to do the interviews. It's important to talk to us um, and, and get your message out, get your song out, get the promotion done. But it's also really important, especially for someone like to say who is younger, doesn't have as a mature as a developed vocal technique. It's really important for those moments of absolute vocal rest.
0: And there's quite a few jury notes, if we call them those, in inverted <laughs> commas, um, throughout the show, throughout semifinal final one, throughout the whole list of competitors. Uh, Destiny's got some fantastic notes at the end of her song for Malta. Um, I feel like she needs to turn the diva up a little bit for the jury show tonight. And perhaps, you know, it was a case of her saving herself for the jury show. At,
5: I think she at the will.
0: First rehearsal. Yeah, I think she, yeah will.
5: I think she will. I mean, we all know Destiny. You know, we've, we've watched her grow from being a 13-year-old. You know, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. She'll turn it on when she needs to. She absolutely knows what she's doing. She's 18. I can't even believe she is this mature and knows exactly what she's doing at 18. I could barely drive a car at 18.
0: <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, another song that is sure to pack a punch in the first semi-final is Cypress's entry. They did so well with Fuego in 2018 that they are just coming back Uh, as strong or even stronger some would say year after year El Diablo is certainly one to look out for all week long isn't it
5: it absolutely is and I feel like this is a bit of a song that came out from nowhere when it was first released people were saying oh it's just a copy of Bad Romance by Lady Gaga it wasn't anything worth talking about Um, and then suddenly we saw it on the stage it was absolutely brilliant here it is Elena with El Diablo
1: the blow I gave it up, I gave it up because he tells me I'm his angel. I'm his angel. Then now we're gonna burn in a party. We wire this fire that's home, we lose. Heart on the loose. Hot on the saddle, shot and the bodies. The taco, the money. yeah that's my more All this spicy mouths, my icy edges, baby, it's true. Tonight we're gonna burn in a party. It's heaven and hell with you. Tell me what to do. (gasps) Do Lola, lola, lola. I'm breaking the rules. Look twice, touch me, touch me, me amor. All this spicy, melts my eyes, and just baby for sure. Then now we're gonna dance in the moonlight, and then we're gonna do it some more. Mama, mama, say, <sighs> si, tell me what to do.